0: Did you know that there are over 65 million Gen Xers? Yet so few financial advisors focus on Gen X. Why? It's because you aren't rich. Yet. Welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor with Michael Labus, certified financial planner, certified college funding specialist, and founder of Gen X Wealth Partners. This podcast focuses on the specific needs of Gen Xers by a Gen Xer. Get ready to explore topics that will help you get your retirement on track, maximize your dollar towards your child's education, and successfully manage aging parents. We will even sprinkle in a little health and wellness, travel and leisure, and time and stress management. Come and experience the expertise of Michael and his special guests who focus on enhancing the quality of your life today and in the future. Now, on to the show.
1: welcome to the gen x money advisor podcast hosted by michael labus i'm patrice Socora. this is the first episode of michael's show and i admit i really enjoy these inaugural conversations because today we get to learn all about michael from michael and we're going to start at the beginning michael how did you make the decision to get into this industry in the first place
2: that's a really good question i thought about this and when I was young, right out of college, I had this really idyllic view of the world. Don't we all? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I was ambitious and I've always enjoyed challenges. So I thought that I could satisfy both by becoming a financial advisor. It, it wasn't easy, but 17 years later, I have no regrets having been able to help hundreds of clients mm-hmm. secure their futures and I've been able to enjoy the process. So I feel pretty solid with my decision.
1: What was so difficult about it? You say it wasn't easy.
2: No, it wasn't easy. I've worked for seven firms bouncing around, finding my place in this industry. And it's taken a long time, mm-hmm. but uh, I never gave up and I'm excited to be where I am right now.
1: All right, now, who do you work with? The title of the podcast may give us a hint, but who, who is your specialty?
2: Yeah. I. I I mean that kind of gives it away, but uh, <laughs> I work with uh, Gen Xers. So uh, I do get asked a lot what is, what is Gen X exactly? And that's really anybody born from 1966 to 1980. Myself being one of the younger Gen Xers being born in 1980, but I work with Gen X families and uh, help their their children as well with uh, college planning.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and why Gen X?
2: There's so many planning opportunities, and nobody is talking to them about them, which I find hard to believe. When you're Gen X, a lot of people say maybe midlife, it's definitely a midlife, but with midlife, you've got all the responsibility in the world on you. You've got kids, you've got college, you might have your own student loan debt. You've got yeah. aging parents, you've got your career starting to, to take fold. And how about some personal time for yourself? I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day. So being able to help uh, Gen X produce some stress, take control of their finances and save some time so they can be with their families. To me, that's pretty powerful. And how do you do that? What do you do? Well, I think from what I've learned from talking to other Gen Xers is they want to get on track for retirement. And most of them have no idea where they stand. Are they on track? Are they off track? So what I do is basically help my clients get on track. And it's really about foundational planning. That includes making sure that you, you know, you're you've got a budget, which everybody says oh, they can't budget. No. That's a bad word. Budget is a bad word. Yeah, well, I don't know why, but I mean, you ask somebody, "Hey, do you have a budget?" And they say, "Oh, yeah." I'm like, "All right, well, let me see uh-huh. it." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, it's in my head." I'm like, "Okay, well, it's better to be on paper. Let's work towards that." But it's budgeting, it's cash flow, it's insurance is such an important part of a Gen Xer's life because you have so many people depending upon them. Your retirement is dependent upon you earning a living. You have to take care of your loved ones so on and so forth. So look at insurance. We do basic estate planning, powers of attorneys, having will in place, things of that nature. So a lot of it is foundational. And I always say you can't run before you learn how to walk. So we need to establish that base so that you can then talk about retirement planning, things of that nature. Because even if you have a lot of money put aside for retirement, if your foundation's weak, that's going to crumble just with it, just along with it.
1: I'm always amazed at how many people don't have a will.
2: It's amazing. A lot of people don't think they need one. I think it comes down to a lack of understanding what a will protects. It avoids probate. It makes it a lot easier on your executor to handle your final affairs as well. Uh, without a will, things could be um, stretched out to about a year. And beyond a will, you know how your accounts are titled can also save time. These are really easy things to to look at that can make a big difference at the end of the day.
1: And you mentioned you know, Gen X with kids, Gen X family, your specialty, your, your really ideal client. What about college? I mean, in your 40s, okay, maybe you're not thinking about the kids' college, maybe you're facing it already.
2: That is, there's two big concerns for Gen X. One is retirement, the other one is paying for an education or paying off your own education. Something like 70%, I, I read somewhere. I wish I had to, to cite that. Seven out of 10 people are concerned about this. You know, you put those two together and you've got conflicting goals. So, how do you attack both without uh, sacrificing one of them? Mm-hmm. And I help clients recognize that that is possible, but it comes down to understanding what your goals are, finding the right school for the child, fits your budget and their needs. And also recognizing that there's not necessarily a retirement loan out there. So you can't neglect one to right. satisfy the other. And that's a, a long process, but a meaningful one. Educating the client's kids on what to expect from the university they pick, which schools are most generous with financial aid, so on and so forth. Uh, we could spend hours talking about this, so. And we, we probably talk. will in the future. Yeah, we probably yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, It'll, it's a big topic.
1: Yeah. How do you acquire new clients
2: at this point? Just like most advisors, it's, it's primarily word of mouth referrals, but I'm excited to be launching this podcast as I'm starting to focus more on my media presence to get the word out there. It's, it's amazing how, how often I talk to a fellow Gen Xer and, and they're interested as to what I do. could be in, in a, in an Uber talking to the driver. they might be interested or out and just randomly walking, you know, meeting people, tell them about what I do they're interested. So as much as word of mouth is great, I need to get this message out to more people because, uh, there's a demand for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do any client education?
2: Client education is a huge part of, of what I do. I think there's a general lack of financial literacy in America. Unfortunately for good or bad, we get, most of us get our financial education from our parents or our neighbors or even worse, the Joneses. But what I try to do is educate my clients throughout the process so they understand what we're doing. It's one thing to, to build a plan, but if they don't understand the plan itself, then they're probably not gonna follow it and it loses its value. So letting them understand what we're doing and why we're doing it, I think is very important.
1: Once you've done that, do you find that they are more likely to stick to the plan when they really
2: understand why? Most definitely. Finance is largely intangible. If I sell you a stock, you really can't touch it. It's, I mean, you may have a stock certificate, Mm -hmm, but it's more of a, a concept or ownership, which is intangible. So when you put a tangible value to something like we're saving towards an education or your retirement or paying off this bill or whatever your goal may be, I think it becomes more real.
1: All right. Tell me about your team. Who works with you?
2: Right now I have my assistant Darcy and she wears many hats and I'm thankful for her because (laughs) uh, I was wearing all the hats, but she handles all my client communication, client onboarding and any service needs. So she's my assistant and she's also my client coordinator.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, Back to you though. Do you have any uh, designations or advanced education you want to share?
2: Certainly. So when I took on this, uh, goal of, of helping Gen X, I tried to put myself in the, to be you know, an expert, um, not only from personal experience, but from a subject matter. So I'm a certified financial planner and I'm also a certified college funding specialist.
1: Oh, good.
2: Good. And I'm also working on another designation. I'm going to keep that one a secret, but there'll be more to come on that one shortly, I hope.
1: I'm thinking about a podcast, uh, episode.
2: It might be, yeah, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> all right, Michael, what's your business philosophy? That's another good question. You're for them today. So having it for 17 years, I sat in a lot of chairs in a lot of capacities. I worked at a very small regional bank in Indiana. I worked for a big wire house. I've worked for a regional bank. I've worked for an insurance company. So you've seen it all. I've worked with another private advisor. And now I have my own company. Yes, I've seen everything basically. Um, And I recognize what worked and what didn't work and where the industry is going and where it it is today. So I think that most advisors are what I call asset gatherers. And I didn't wanna go down that route. I think that model is fading slowly, but it's fading. So my business isn't built on gathering assets per se. It's, It's built on helping families take control of their finances, and instead I focus on my client's overall planning needs, Mm -hmm. which I find much more meaningful than basing a client relationship on how much money they have with me, but rather than the plan that we're building and working towards.
1: All right, Michael, when you're not working, and we've been talking about your work and your philosophy, what do you like to do for fun?
2: Well, I have a lot of philosophies on, on things here. But my philosophy on, on on fun is uh work hard play hard i like to keep active and i, I like to exercise so uh, i golf i run um i also go to the gym but besides keeping active i love to travel i have an insatiable desire to learn so uh, i like to go to places that i've never been and i enjoy learning about new cultures and having new experiences so if you don't see me running at eight in the morning and it's twenty <laughs> to nine degrees outside, which I guess can be fun. <laughs> Depends on how motivated I am that morning, but, uh, you'll see me traveling. You might run into me at the airport. Where have you been? Well, it's tough to travel right now with all the restrictions, yeah. but, uh, last year I was supposed to go to, uh, Paris and Malta, which has been postponed. And I'm, I'm looking to go to Europe again next year. Uh, looking at going to go into Germany and Poland, but I love going to Europe. I just, there's so many cultures there and they're just so close to each other. You can experience a lot.
1: It's so true. Just pop across the border and there you are. Exactly. Yeah. All right. If you had all the money
2: in the world besides travel, what would you do? You know what? I would spend it on the advancement of medicine. I obviously, you'd want to do something for humanity. And with all that money, so much responsibility would come to that. I wouldn't want to donate it because then you're transferring that power to somebody else, but helping with the advancement of medicine would help mankind, you know, eliminate disease and get rid of cancer. And so many things that you could put to use uh, with that money.
1: That's very altruistic. Tell me about the cynicism.
2: (laughs) Cynicism. (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of that. You know, we spend so much money on so many things that are completely inconsequential. If we, you know, would take our combined resources and put them towards something meaningful, like the advancement of medicine, I think that'd be a lot more uh, better use of the resources. All
1: right. So, what is your idea of success?
2: You know, success is a very personal thing, and it's tough to say. You know, what's successful to me is going to be something different to somebody else. But to me, I would say that if you can wake up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror, and be proud of who you are. To me, that would be success and success. Like I said, doesn't come in many forms, but this one's based upon your constant commitment to your ideals and knowing every day that you are doing the best you can.
1: All right. And then is there, is there something you recommend most to clients, family or friends?
2: Yeah, (laughs) this is one of my favorite topics, not to be afraid of taking risks in your life. I've got a lot of friends and family have all taken different trajectories in life. And my happiest friends and family are those who have taken risks in their life. You know, if you want to change careers or follow a passion, you know, I believe anything is possible with proper planning and personally having regrets later in life is one of my biggest fears. So take the risk, take the chance.
1: But plan properly,
2: but plan properly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. All right. What is something that most people don't know
2: about you? I hate insects with a passion. Oh, hello, me too. I and it doesn't matter what it is. Uh it could be the stink bug which are just disgusting. It could be a bee which are annoying. I don't care what kind of insect it is. I'm just not a fan. And inevitably there's there's insects in your house, and you find one, and I sometimes I'll ignore it hoping my girlfriend will see it first. <laughs> but when that doesn't happen or she's not home, and I have to take care of it i just it's one of the worst day, things of my day is is taking care of that situation a phone book from 50 feet if yeah if that works sure go. yeah i'm all about results so i'll try yep. the next time
1: there you go but then you have to clean it up and then it, have, yeah then i feel guilty about oh it's a living
2: creature that's that's my defense yes. against it yes that's my defense I, I i if my girlfriend gives me a hard time i'll say well you know i just want to let it be it's not hurting anything
1: (laughs) that's right that's right except making me scared
2: exactly especially in the bedroom oh stop stop right there okay yeah all right we're good
1: what's your mantra what's your motto
2: let's move on to something really positive something you say to keep yourself focused this is something i say to myself all the time especially trying to get myself pumped up and that is if it was easy everybody would do it Hmm. Uh, yeah you know there's a lot of things in the day that you don't want to do. For example, you could you know, exercise when I was tired. I mean, gotta get up and do it. Or eating healthy when someone else is eating pizza right in front of you. Pizza's healthy, wait a minute. Pizza's healthy, isn't it? I've I've made that argument before, you know, you can put vegetables on pizza, yes. you, you know. Yeah, you can even put fruit on, you know, pineapple, no. I guess. No, no. You're no.
1: anti-pineapple? No, uh, no pineapple. pineapple. Okay, Veggies, I'll, yeah. Veggies, I'll, I'll give you, but no
2: fruit. Okay. Yeah, you, you can make an argument for anything, but yeah. Or even taking on a new challenge, like launching a podcast. Nice,
1: very nice. Yes, indeed. With planning.
2: Proper planning, yes. Proper planning, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right,
1: man, what is your proudest achievement? You've done a lot, you've been a lot of places. What's your proudest achievement?
2: It's a tough question. I have a few, but I would say it's not being afraid to fail at something. And you might ask, how is that an achievement? I failed many times in my life, but you know, I've never given up in the process. And failure is part of the process of becoming successful. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have any failures, all that tells me is that you're not trying anything new, or you're not taking any risks. Of all my failures, I persevered and now I'm sitting here talking with you. So yeah, not being afraid to fail. All
1: right. I like that one. And yeah, you're talking to me, but you have the attention of a lot of people now. Who should listen to your podcast?
2: Well, I'll try to make it pretty clear that I'm here to help Gen X
1: mm-hmm.
2: get on track financially. There's a lot of us out there, 65 million. That's a lot of us. And some of us work with advisors. Some have not. Some are do-it-yourselfers and some have no clue what they're doing and that's totally fine, but this podcast is for those who want to take action, want to reduce stress and have some fun in the process. Gen X has so many planning needs and I'll try to address as many of them as I can.
1: All right. How can they reach you, Michael?
2: I can be emailed at michael at genxwealthpartners.com. You could also call me. My phone number is 724-237-4584. You could schedule a virtual chat. You could also visit my website, www.genxwealthpartners.com to learn more about my services. You could also follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook uh, to keep up to date with what we're doing. And of course you could tune into this podcast.
1: Of course, of course. And that is Michael Labus. This is his podcast, The Gen X Money Advisor. Follow to make sure you get the latest episodes. You know, share with friends and colleagues. They're gonna appreciate it if you do that. And let us know your thoughts and questions, comment. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again
0: later. Thank you for listening to the Gen X Money Advisor podcast click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Gen X Wealth Partners. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding Regarding your individual situation. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FNRA S I P C. Investment Advisory Services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Gen X Wealth Partners is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.